honky tonk a Halloween. All the monsters are having a time. The dealer dressed like Frankenstein. Dracula drives a truck by day and the scarecrows have been out of Well, All the freaks on the trailer park scene. It's a honky tonk Halloween. Welcome back to another episode of Shock Sessions by It's Alive Horror Podcast. Shock Sessions are short horror-related topics discussed during the darkest days of our full-length episodes. And when I say darkest days, I mean damn near seven months ago. Holy shit, have we dropped the ball. My bad, we're adults, we're busy, deal with it. Also, I'm drinking green tea double-bagged in a cup from the dollar store and i actually burnt my lips so i'm gonna try this Uh, i did it again this time i burnt my tongue don't do that don't buy a ceramic mug from the dollar store it's extremely uh burnable anyways i want to do something that's simple but something that i love to do and that's discuss horror related topics or spooky shit in the news so let's kind of talk about what we're going to find how we're going to do this it's very simple what we're going to do is we're going to go to the google machine and we're going to type in horror and then we're going to go up on top and click news so let's do that so let's type horror in the google machine click enter calibrating calibrating all right this is what we found a lot of results and we're just going to go down the line and we're going to talk about the hot button topics the most interesting topics as well and see let's see what we find i'm going to take another drink of tea here mm. ah that one was nice a warm embrace on a fall day also i think today's the first well recording this is the first day of fall so happy fall everybody all right let's start from the top and work our way down yeah this one this one is a little bit sad you know it's about sid haig passing away New York Times, the first article on uh, that surfaces here on uh, the Google, their headline said, Haig, horror actor and cult figure, dies at 80. It's a live horror podcast, had the uh, the blessing to experience one of his Q&As at the Days of the Dead in Chicago. He, he is a uh, he's damn funny person. Last time we saw him, he did seem really tired, but mind you, when he was doing this, he was in his 70s when we saw him and having that energy to keep flying back and forth to do these conventions for fans like us yeah he gets a paycheck yeah he gets his ego boosted but it's not about that not at this age he uh he's doing it for the fans and he's and he's always doing it for the fans he's always been a fan favorite amongst us uh, horror fans the one thing i do want to talk about is something that i didn't know so sid haig his real name is sydney his last name i can't even pronounce it so i won't even start but i want to kind of talk about his career we all know him for playing captain spaulding in rob zombies uh, devil's rejects house of a thousand corpses if you go on wikipedia which i love to do and you go to his acting career and uh, you take a look at his uh, select filmography you'll see that he actually played his first role in a short in 1960. That was a short film called The Host by a gentleman named Jack Hill, who's considered a uh, exploitation filmmaker. 
I've never encountered this man before, but uh, he did stuff like Death Ship, he did City of Fire, The Big Dollhouse, The Snake People, Spider Baby, which actually I am familiar with Spider Baby. So he, he did these exploitation uh, kind of dark horror films that are uh, over the top. So that's how Sid Haig got his, uh, got his start. Let me uh, kind of go down some of the list here. He uh, Sid Haig, from 1960 to 1970, he was in The Host, Firebrand, a movie called Beach Ball. Hopefully he didn't play the beach ball. He was on these kind of like exploitation films. He landed a role in in a movie by one of the most famous directors of all time in 19, 1971. He was actually in, and when I say this, I didn't know he was in the movie, mind you. So I'm not pretending I know everything. Like there's those horror fans out there that they pretend they know everything and they'll say oh yes yes of course 1971 the movie that i'm talking about is uh thx 1138 by george lucas going to film school you know THX 1138. It's one of those movies that you pretend to like, then only until you're older that you truly understand that it is uh, it's a film school masterpiece. So he actually played a character called NCH that was uh, 1971. So that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Then he was in a bunch of uh, black exploitation films. If you if you kind of scroll down to 1974, he was in Foxy Brown. That's where I first saw Sid Haig. By the way, in high school when I saw, or actually I take that back. House of a Thousand Corpses, where uh, I first was introduced to Mr. Hagen. Foxy Brown was when I realized, like, oh shit, he's been around forever. He played Hayes in Foxy Brown. To further down his uh, his career, he was in Galaxy of Terror, little big top movie. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm just making shit up as I go. But he was obviously he was in Kill Bill. He was in Jackie Brown. So he's Quentin Tarantino special. It's really cool to see how thick his uh, filmography is. And uh, Sid Haig, uh, we'll we'll miss you, man. You're gonna be around forever. Dukes of Hazards. You were in the A Team. These I didn't know these things. Charlie's Angel. He was a TV bit professional. Check this out. He was in The Untouchables. He was in Batman, Gunsmoke, the original Mission Impossible show. He was in Star Trek, Get Smart, Charlie's Angels, Fantasy Island, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, MacGyver, and my favorite, A Team. And I say my favorite. That's the one that I actually watched as a kid. This guy's a, a legend. Not just on the horror screen, on, on the small screen too. You know, television. It was huge. Rest in peace, Sid. And it's a live horror podcast. Is beyond blessed to encounter and come across your path. Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we fucking funny? You best come up with an answer, because I'm gonna come back here and check on you and your mama. So the next post I'm gonna focus on is from the New York Post. They posted something that's creepy as hell. September 24th, 2019. Ghost escaping in hospital wheelchair is something out of a horror movie. I'm not kidding you. That's literally the title of this uh, this video. So there's CCTV footage of this hospital and a chair, a wheelchair, is physically moving in this open patio. Now it's going down a ramp or stairs. What the hell? The chair physically turned on an angle. I sh now it's actually picking up speed. He gone. Okay, the chair was parked on the side, a wheelchair. And then all of a sudden it started moving across the patio. Oh, dude. That's damn good evidence that you know the supernatural exists. But how do we know that they didn't motorize that wheelchair? We'll never know unless you see it for yourself. That's the thing about the supernatural. You know, we have all these shows that supposedly show the real deal. News clips, eyewitness accounts, yet globally we do not believe that it's real. 
I guess it's better that way. I mean, what happens if it comes real? What do we do? Lock your door, say your prayers, grab a cross. All right, so let's scroll down. So Bloody Disgusting talks about, we love 90s horror, their article th series that they have. And they're talking about a 1997 gem called The Ugly. I've never heard of it, and I don't really care much about the 90s, but let's go ahead and click it and let's find out what's going on. Apparently it's a New Zealand film. I'm already sold. I love Peter Jackson's uh, shock horror stuff. Let's find out what this is about. The Ugly? is the story of Simon Cartwright, a serial killer who has requested that a psychiatrist re-evaluate his mental state in the hopes that he can be released. Dr. Karen Shoemaker visits the facility holding Simon and conducts a series of interviews that dive into Simon's past. As the story unfolds, we learn that Simon believes his killings are carried out by something called the ugly, and the question of what exactly that is gets answered in a shocking fashion. Uh, I'll watch the trailer, figure that out. All right, let's watch the trailer. God dang it. How did you pick your victims? Different ways. How did you feel when you killed her? I felt free. That looked interesting. The main guy looks like Pauly Shore. They dug pretty deep for that one, and I will not be watching that uh, garbage anytime. Uh. Oh, man. All right, so let's move on from Bloody Disgusting. Alright, so as we scroll down, let us discover the next article. So it's from a website called We Got This Covered. And it is the world's grumpiest man, John Carpenter. It features John Carpenter explaining why modern horror films aren't scary for him. So let's cut to the chase. Let's get to the quote. No, I see the plumbing, Carpenter said when asked if modern horror movies scare him. You have to be young. Young is good. And in... But when a movie does affect me, that means it's great because it's, got, it's gotten past all my censors. There was a movie a few years ago I thought was fabulous, Carpenter confirmed. It was called Let the Right One In. I believe that was a Swedish film. Oh man, that was terrific. Just terrific. Just reinvented the vampire myth quite a bit and I liked it. I don't agree with him. Now, if you want to briefly talk about horror movies that recently came out, Obviously, you've got It Chapter 2, which I have not seen, and the reason why is it's three hours long. I don't feel a desire to watch it. Unfortunately, I've uh, I've read a couple reviews, and everyone just complains about the, the length of the movie. A horror movie should not be three hours. On top of that, uh, the Stranger Things phenomena, uh, the TV show, and then you've got uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. These are all kid-based movies, meaning that the main characters are kids. I just saw scary stories to tell in the dark it was enjoyable but it was just whatever all the kids are cliche or i think stranger things really took away that genre nostalgic trip back with a group of kids riding bicycles it's done move on we have to create something new and currently in my opinion the best thing in horror in media right now house on haunting hill that was intelligent that was terrifying and that was absolutely brilliant now I want you two to get good rest. What if I have a bad dream? Oh, I'm sure we can handle any dream you have. What if I dream that you sent us away into the dark and me get hurt? Really hurt? Okay, moving on and wrapping up. We have Ari Aster article the director of hereditary midsummer hereditary was awesome midsummer was a total garbage fest i did not enjoy it 
it was mundane, it was repetitive, it was filled with stupid decisions, and that doesn't make a good horror movie. I don't care how long you can hold a shot, I don't care how many disturbing images you can produce in a movie, uh, that doesn't cut it for me. Midsummer was, uh, was something I just don't give a shit about. That's it. It's gone. Goodbye. And, uh, oh, here's a, here's a good one to close. Kind of, uh horror fast food related so if we all remember carl's jr with the ones that have it chris and i do love a good uh, horror related um, fast food cross brand if you will so carl's jr restaurant had a it chapter 2 promo so if you go on their twitter from uh, whenever they whenever the hell they posted this they actually talked about it 27 years later it's back clown face balloon balloon and not even happy star is safe it movie official in theater september 6th collect all four it chapter two cups at your local carl's jr that is freaking sweet go to the google machine type in carl jr's it cups now and then look at those those are cool those remind me of the old subway terminator 2 cups and all the old uh taco bell cups those are cool too bad uh, there's not a carl's junior burgers around here for the for the life of me why do they choose such a random burger place why can't you choose burger king or taco bell or or something come on anyways whatever so my last uh, search effort here i'm going to type in halloween i want to hit news let's see what happens oh my gosh all right everybody hold on your butts this is some cool news evil dead remake director Fetty Alvarez to produce Halloween-style Texas Chainsaw Massacre revival. Uh, this is from the uh, avclub.com. According to them, the studio has enlisted Don't Breathe, an Evil Dead remake director, Fetty Alvarez, uh, forgive me if I'm butchering your first name, to put together a uh, Texas Chainsaw movie reboot, if you will. That's awesome. So it's going to be made with the original creators, even though... Uh, Mr. Hooper. Here, let me read this. Fetty Alvarez put together a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that will be a sequel to Toby Hooper's original from 1974 and not the 30 other Texas Chainsaw movies that have come out of the decades since. That's pretty cool. However, they're skipping the sequels and the other ones? No. Forget you. I'll see it. Don't get me wrong, but they're going to butcher it just like they butchered the Halloween. Now I'm mad. Moving on. In other news, Rob Zombie's Three from Hell, everyone is blasting it, but Google Reviews is giving it a thumbs up. What are you going to do? Are we going to see it? I don't know. I think I will, but I will wait for Voodoo or On Demand, VOD, Video On Demand. That's what I'll wait for. Yeah, so Three from Hell, everyone says it, it kind of takes away from the uh, beautiful ending of uh, Devil's Rejects. I don't give a shit. I'm still going to see it. I love me some Rob Zombie. You can't judge Rob Zombie. He makes Rob Zombie movies. It's his genre alone. He doesn't make horror movies. He makes Rob Zombie movies. The search for the fugitives known as the Devil's Rejects resulted in a violent clash with police. Chances for survival are less than a million to one.
All right, that would wrap it up. There's some new activity going on in the horror movie world, and uh, that hopefully will be discussed in the uh, future episodes. And also, uh, we're going to be tapping into uh, some Halloween discussions in the near future. I went back to Bloody Disgusting. Fuck it, I'm going to go ahead and click the homepage and kind of go through the, uh, the headlines. I don't really like Bloody Disgusting myself. I like Shock Till You Drop. Bloody Disgusting is kind of pompous and full of shit. So, here's a, here's a headline. The Stanley Effect, Why the Ending of It Chapter 2 Doesn't Work. Spoilers! Then we've got featured content. We've got Kronos Retrospective. I love that. Kronos by Guillermo del Toro is a fantastic vampire tale filmed in lovely Mexico. And here's an exclusive. U.S. rights to A Nightmare on Elm Street have reverted back to Wes Craven's estate. A little bit too late for that. Poor Russ Craven, he could have made a comeback for Freddy. Hopefully his estate takes care of it. Um, that's good news. We need more Freddy. I'll see you in hell. Tell him Freddy sent you. Uh, That's all I have to to say about the subject when it comes to this episode. Top of that, stay tuned. We're going to be slowly crawling out of our crypts, coming out with some more feature-length episodes. And that's about it for this shock session. That was a freestyle episode. We discovered that there's a lot of horror news going on. I hope this was engaging enough. And if it wasn't, oh well. But we'll see you next time for a full-length episode of It's Alive Horror Podcast. Once again, this was a shock session with Eric. And your creepy co-host, Chris, is out and about doing God knows what. You hear me, Chris? I'm calling you out, brother. Let's do this. Honky Tonk of Halloween.